The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. I was on a on a Christmas vacation at school not too long ago, and I, and I was staying at a monastery, and I just happened across an opportunity to have, I was sitting across a breakfast table with a theologian, a biblical scholar, um, who a Benedictine monk, really, really wonderful man, but we had an interesting conversation that morning because he was really, he was a little bit old, older, uh, and he had been around even when this declaration from Pope Pius XII had been announced, that this dogma of the, uh, the uh, Immaculate Conception and the Assumption. And he was kind of disturbed by it. He's like, I, I really wish that the Holy Father hadn't made it a dogma of the church. And I was kind of taken back. I was like, what, do you, why, what would you mean? And he's like, well, people already believed it for so long. It was already celebrated throughout the church for so many years. He saw it coming from a biblical standpoint as being a declaration or maybe a slight against our Protestant brothers and sisters who rely solely on scripture for their faith and their belief. They hold scripture alone to be the source of revelation. And so he saw this, this declaration on our behalf as Catholics as being something 
that was kind of divisive and perhaps unnecessarily so. I tried to not say anything that would offend him. I wanted to, I wanted to scream out as a son of so beautiful a mother to defend her and to defend the, the teaching of the church. But, you know, I, I decided to, to let it go because although the assumption of our Blessed Mother is not found anywhere in sacred scripture explicitly, although we do have allusions to it in the revelation of John that was read in the first reading, we do have one declaration from our Blessed Mother. She doesn't speak often in sacred scripture, but when she does, she speaks with clarity and with guidance for all of her children. And it's at the beginning of her passage from the Gospel of Luke today, the Magnificat, right? You hold around the Magnificat sometimes to help you with uh, the readings for daily mass, but the mag this is the Magnificat because in the original Latin, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord is actually, the old translation you may recall is, my soul magnifies the Lord. Magnificat. So she magnifies the Lord, and that's what we believe as Christians, that not only is Mary a mediatrix of grace, depending on which camp of the church you live in, she's the mediator in so many ways for us between God's plan for our salvation and us here below, us here living out, the church militant living out our faith because God's plan for salvation meant that he must take on human flesh. He needed a willing participant in this plan. And Mary, from the moment of her conception until her assumption into heaven, helped to actualize and realize and mediate that plan for us so that we can see it. So whatever we ever say about the Blessed Mother, we're really saying about the Lord and his plan, not only her soul, but her whole body, her whole being magnifies the Lord and his plan for each and every one of us. When we say that she was immaculately conceived, it's because we know that her son, Jesus Christ, was born without sin. When we say that she is the mother of God, it's declaring that her son, Jesus Christ, is God. When we say that Mary was assumed into heaven, we declare to the world that God's saving plan has been fulfilled in that son. And what's more, not only did Mary's soul magnify the Lord, but her whole being, her whole body. And it says something true about all of us, brothers and sisters, is like it, it tries to defeat or it stands out against any kind of notion of duality. Like somehow maybe we have a beautiful soul, but there's something corrupt about our human nature. There's something corrupt about our bodies that needs to be discarded. Or, or done away with, that there's something faulty in us. Jesus Christ came in this world to wipe away all sin, to cast out and to transform us and to sanctify us, 
The reality of our Christian life is that in our journey, in our struggle against sin, as we continue to draw closer to the Lord in the sacramental life of the church, we more and more become divinized. Not like we're going to become little gods or that Mary was God either, but that in her closeness to the Lord, she drew so close to the Lord with her will, with her desire to serve the Lord and to bring about his loving plan for our salvation, that her body at the moment of death did not receive any decay, the effects of sin, and she was assumed into heaven. In her life was actualized our hope for resurrection of the dead. When we say that Mary was assumed into heaven, it's the most clear sign and point of our faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his promised resurrection for all of us. If Mary wasn't assumed into heaven, what hope do we have for a resurrection of our own bodies? If God wasn't capable of assuming his blessed mother, the, the primary helper, the primary mediator in his plan for salvation, what hope do we have for following in her footsteps? She is the model par excellence for us as Christians. Although we were not immaculately conceived, we can share her fiat. When God comes to us and asks that his will be done in our lives and through us his plan of salvation be brought about for the whole world, for the salvation of souls, we too can mimic the words of our Blessed Mother. Let it be according to your will. When that will starts to manifest itself and people come to you and say, Frank, you're doing a, it's just so wonderful to be around you. I can't believe the kind of work that you're doing out there in the world. Mary or Sally, you live such a beautiful life. You can share the words of our Blessed Mother. My soul, it only magnifies the Lord. My life is meant to magnify to reflect the Lord and our hope as we come close to being called to our internal home is that not only our soul will, rely, will reside with the Lord, but at his second coming, we too will be made new, transformed, and glorified, just like our Blessed Mother, just like her son, just like so many before, that we can follow her model of faithfulness, follow her model of devotion, follow her model of discipleship. And we too can have that hope of eternal glory, that hope of resurrection. So when we declare on this day the assumption of the Blessed Mother, we're not doing so just to make ourselves distinct from any other faith, although that is the truth. We're doing so because it speaks most truly to our hope and to our faith 
in what Jesus Christ promised us, that through his death on the cross, through his resurrection and his ascension into heaven, if we follow him in faith, if we turn to our blessed mother in hope that her prayers will assist us and her example will guide us, we too can share in that promise.